0: Fans, Phil Marcello here welcoming you into Conquer and Prevail Tracking the Terriers presented by Pinnacle Hospitality. Each week on Conquer and Prevail we will check in with various Wofford athletic staff members to see what they are doing to keep their programs ready for action. On this episode of Conquer and Prevail we talk with Becca Earle and Sam Siefkis. Terrier fans we now welcome a junior for the women's golf team Becca Earl. Becca appreciate you joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: There's a lot of reasons that we're excited to have you on the show, but one being you you can offer a different perspective being an international student. Let's go back to March, kind of when everything hit. When did you go back home to England?
1: Um, it was around, like, the middle of March. Um, I stayed, like, a couple of weeks, like, after class had finished with um, my roommate just because we weren't sure if classes were going to go online or not, and one of my professors said – that I basically have to retake the class and like fail it. Because if I went home and there was in-person classes, then they couldn't give me the online option. But um, the UK was beginning to like lock down and stuff. So my parents just booked me a flight, like just to come home and hope that it would go online sort of thing, just because if the UK locked down, then I wouldn't be able to get back and stuff. And with insurance, nothing like that, it was going to be like hard for me to stay any longer. Um, So yeah, I got back on the day of lockdown.
0: What was, back in the UK, what was the environment like compared to here when we were just kind of starting to, to get the craziness, I guess?
1: Um, it was just like when I got back and everything, obviously we'd gone into lockdown that day. So like people weren't, you weren't allowed to go out unless you were going for like, you go out for like a, an hour of exercise a day. Like you could go for like a walk or something. And if you could, you could go to like shops for like essentials and stuff like that, but like you weren't really allowed out of the house. Whereas like here just seemed quite like like normal. Nothing was really like changing, but I guess it was at the start. So I don't know. You, you mentioned
0: the classes. What was that like transitioning to the virtual classes and you're dealing with a time difference. How, how was the, the finishing of the semester?
1: Yeah, it wasn't actually too bad because I take like quite early classes to finish like golf anyway. So they were like, in the afternoon for me like one two o'clock so it wasn't actually too bad my only like I had a lab that was at obviously five o'clock here so that was like so oh no it was at like three or something so it was like 7 p.m um so that was a bit later it finished at like 10 but it wasn't too bad we usually like got it done like early so I was happy with that but yeah it was fine
0: <laughs> yeah in your home obviously we'll kind of cover this a little bit more for a little bit but were you able to, especially once the classes were done, were you able to work on your game much?
1: Um, at the start, because of the lockdown and stuff, all the golf courses were closed. So we weren't allowed to, like, go out and practice or anything like that. Um, I actually have, like, a net and stuff in my garden and, like, a part in green so I could, like, practice out there. But other than that, it was kind of hard to actually practice and stuff. They only opened up – they opened up, like, maybe a few weeks after, like, I'd finished online classes – but then again like it was still like you couldn't practice as much and like you had to like book tea times and stuff where usually you wouldn't so it was kind of harder but.
0: Last week you were able to get back out on the course and compete at the English Women's Amateur Stroke Play which you won the year before but how nice was it to kind of get back out there and get that competitive those competitive juices flowing again?
1: Yeah it was really good it's nice like a lot of I play like a lot of my friends as well there so it was nice like seeing everyone and just like seeing where I'm at kind of thing, especially like after not practicing so much and like playing as much competitively. Like it's a lot different. Like it took me a while to like get back into it after like not playing for so much and like mentally and stuff it's like harder.
0: And that ended the at towards the end of last week. When did you get back um here to South Carolina?
1: Um I came back on the twenty fourth so I went from Heathrow to Chicago and then Chicago to Charlotte and my roommate picked me up. So, yeah. it was.
0: how How is it being back here now? Is it different from Mars? Is it different from home? What's, what's like the vibe right now?
1: Um, it's, it's different. I mean, it's the same as in like we're all wearing masks and stuff like all the people I've seen around campus are wearing masks, which is good. Um, I don't know The airport was in America was a lot different to in, um, England they just seem to be like a lot more like crowded and stuff and like our flight, the flight was fully full which wasn't very good for social distancing but um, I guess they just want to keep the economy going so I don't really know but it's it's nice being back it's kind of last year I came back like a couple of days early so it was a lot of like stress to unpack and everything so now mm-hmm. I'm like back a, like a week early it's just a bit better I've got a lot of stuff to unpack so
0: what Can you tell us what your classes are going to look like? Are they 100% in person? Is there some kind of hybrid, doing some virtual learning?
1: Um, most of mine are hybrid. Um, I have a couple that are online, but um, I think we'll have like, a few like hybrid ones in class and online.
0: In terms of now and then a week when you get back to classes, things might change a little bit, but uh, how much are you able to work on your golf game right now?
1: At the moment, I haven't actually been to the golf course or anything just because the golf room is still getting like furniture and stuff put into it. So like when that opens up, it'll be really good to go practice in there because it's like really new and it looks really good. Um, But it's going to be hard getting to the golf course and stuff because obviously I don't have a car and with social distancing and stuff, like we don't want to wipe each other out, like with track and trace, like if one of us got on the team, like it's kind of hard like maybe if we like paired up, then we could travel together. Cause I think there's like half of us that don't have cars and half of us that do. So that should work. But again, it's kind of hard, but we'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it and it's not the golf course, but uh, you must be excited about the, the new golf facility. That's going to be in the new Jerome Johnson hall.
1: Yeah. It's so cool. We went in there the other day, like coach showed us and we've got like simulators and stuff, which would be good. Cause we have like, you can play at the different courses and everything on that. And like, track your flight and stuff like that. And then the putting green that's good as well, like it's exciting.
0: For the fans that don't know, in just two seasons, you're already one of the most accomplished women's golfers. The program has had you. are the freshman of the year. You keep breaking your own record in terms of season scoring average. Um, you were ranked 134th at the end of last season, which was a, a new program record by far. Are you aware of any of these accomplishments or are you just going out every day trying to improve?
1: Not really. Like, I'm just trying to better myself, really. And just, like, every tournament that I play and like, I feel like I can win it. Just, like, you've got, I feel like you've got to have that belief anyway. Um, But as long as I just keep, like, practicing and just, like, pushing myself to, like, the next level every time, then hopefully I'll keep improving.
0: <laughs> In your freshman year, you captured the waffle tournament, the Terry Inter- Intercollegiate. What was that feeling like to kind of get your first collegiate win under your belt? it was really cool. Like I didn't really like, it was kind of unexpected.
1: Like I just went out there and just like was just playing. So I didn't really know what would happen, but I actually played good and it was nice playing at like home as well on the home course. So yeah, it was good.
0: Yeah. You embody the typical Wofford student athlete. You won the commissioner's medal with, with the GPA over 3.8, your academic honor roll. Obviously I think you have a very, very bright future in golf. So hopefully that plays out out well, but in a professional sense or, you know, more in the academic side, uh, what kind of interests you, you know, what do you want to study potentially off the course?
1: Um, I'm doing psychology as a major. So I kind of like the sports science route. So obviously I want to turn professional after college and stuff. um, But I kind of want that as a backup and I'm kind of interested in like the mental side of like sport and everything like that. So that's kind of the route I'd like
0: to go down. All right, we'll do a couple of quick hit questions growing up or who were your biggest golf influences could be a coach could be someone you watched on tv
1: um probably my my dad because he's the one who kind of got me into golf um like he's like my my whole family kind of plays golf like my mum used to play golf my dad plays golf my grandparents play golf um so i kind of just used like the first time i ever started was like when i was like 11 like i didn't really like it when i was younger I just went to the golf course with my dad and just, like, hit a few balls. And, like, when you can actually see it get up in the air, you can, like – it kind of gives you a bit more – it just um, made me happier. So, <laughs> rather than hitting it on the ground and stuff. So, I kind of just took it from there. But he definitely, like – I guess when I was – especially when I started and stuff, like, playing with him, like, he pushed me to get better because he's, like, a good golfer,
0: so. Who's your favorite golfer?
1: Um – Oh, I don't know. Um, there's quite a lot of like professional women and stuff like um, Danielle Kang she's like, I think she's like world well, number two in the world right now um, she's quite, I quite like her and I, when I watch like a bit of women's golf at home or something like that, that she's kind of the one I follow and there's a couple of good English women as well um, Georgia Hall, she won a major as well like in 2018 I think um, so I kind of just like follow them but I kind of find it interesting just, like, watching them and seeing what they do, but also, like, seeing who actually went to college and got to turn professional from there, kind of, like, how they went, like, their routes to get term professional and stuff. So, yeah, I just kind of follow them along.
0: Okay. Uh, Non-golf question, your favorite musical artist or band?
1: Um, Juice World,
0: (laughs) the rapper. What about a TV show, either your favorite TV show or the one you're, you're binging right now?
1: Um... I really like Grey's Anatomy. I've watched it like straight through. It's just like a lot of seasons, but yeah, I like that. That's my favorite.
0: Awesome. Becca, well, this has been great. We'll kind of get out of here on this. I appreciate you joining Conquer and Prevail and the fans getting a chance to to know you a little better.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Pinnacle Hospitality is an award-winning hospitality company based in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Their growing portfolio of internationally recognized hotels include Hilton Worldwide, Marriott International, Intercontinental Hotels Group, and Wyndham Hotels. Their burgeoning restaurant endeavors are poised to create a uniquely and locally inspired social dining experience. As a full service management company, their team provides expert management for owners and asset managers. This expert management is carried forward through Pinnacle's vision and mission. Terrier fans, now joining us on Conquer and Prevail, defensive coordinator and inside linebackers coach for the football team, Sam Siefkis. Sam, thanks for talking with us today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate
0: it. Now, I think, obviously, on the back of all of our minds, we'll start with everyone's disappointed that the fall sports were canceled. But how did the guys take the news? Was it, you know, let's make the best out of this? What was the reaction like?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think um, a little disappointment in terms of wanting to play in the fall, you know, obviously you you prepare kind of in the springtime with your practices and that um, with hopes of playing in the fall. Um, But the thing I think they understand just from hearing from Coach Conklin a lot is just taking it day by day and enjoying the process and trying to get yourself to be, you know, a couple of percents better each and every day. And so I think with having that mentality, they've been able to kind of overcome some adversity and kind of just continue to take things day by day, which has been a blessing. And the staff, you as a staff, made the decision to keep the guys
0: around. Was that something that they were really into? Because to me, it seems like they just enjoy being around each other.
2: Yeah, I think that's the, that's the beautiful part about our program and our team right now is that really the staff, uh, and the players really enjoy that camaraderie that we've kind of built together and the culture so strong that they just enjoy kind of that work um, day by day with one another, which has been, it's been really cool to see. And so um, having them around was a no brainer, you know, because they they really enjoyed the time together. And I think they enjoyed the time with us, um, which has been, it's been huge for us. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you
0: you all are working you know groups out that kind of thing because you're you guys are out there every day you know putting some work in
2: yeah, I think the biggest thing is we're really we're really focused right now on just the training aspect um trying to get you know they they had been away for so long that we're trying to get you know their legs underneath them, so to speak and so them working with our our strength conditioning coordinator Josh Medler has been huge and we're trying to get as much time as allowed with him that we possibly can and so that's the biggest component, um, and, and then whatever whatever we're allowed to do additionally with that from a football standpoint, we're going to try to hit as much as we can with them and just keep chipping away knowing that we've got an end goal in sight um, and, and, again, trying to go back to that mantra of, you know, day by day, get as good as we can within this retrospect. But right now that focus is really on that training aspect. When you guys
0: can get on the field – how are you splitting groups up or has that changed since, you know, not, you know, with the recent news of the no fall season, are you still doing the same practices?
2: Yeah. So it, it, it's pretty minimal. It's pretty minimal right now. Um When we do go out there, we're trying to do uh, some group stuff, you know, and, but a lot of it is, is honestly a more individual based, Um, trying to get those guys, you know, if they're playing linebacker really good at that linebacker position, if they're playing DB good at that DB position, so on and so forth. So, a lot of it is really individual-driven um, and just trying to get those guys as good as they can at the position that they play.
0: Now, you had an immediate impact when, when you came to the team. The first two seasons both been a top-20 FCS defense. You helped lead the team to its third straight Southern Conference Championship. What kind of mindset do you bring, and how does that kind of infect the rest of the, the defensive, you know, unit that you guys have such success?
2: Well, I think first and foremost, you know, we um, as a defensive have been blessed with really good players. You know, I think that's that's always the number one, the players drive the program. Um, you know, in the last three years, both, both offensively and defensively, we've had just tremendous players that also have great character. And so I think that's number one, why we've had the success we've had, especially as of recently. Um, but number two, you know, I think we try to drive the point home of just having an, a, an attack mentality. Uh, we try not to be passive. We try to attack a lot of things. Um, and the guys have really bought into that since I've been here as, as the coordinator. And so, um, you know, it's, it's easy when the, when they enjoy that, that part of it. You know, they want to attack. Um, they want to be aggressive. And so it allows for me to kind of coach within that mindset. Um, and they've played that with that mentality. So it's been, it's been an easy transition for them, I think.
0: Every coach, every player has obviously a lot of motivating factors. As a coach, and you, you know, have every coach has, you know, a path to get to where they're going. But where you're at now, what drives you on a day to day basis? Like, hey, we need to do this better. What, what is there one biggest motivation factor, or is it just, you know, reading, reacting?
2: Yeah, I, I think for me personally, and again, just just for me, I really enjoy learning and evolving as a person, um, and so I try to drive that home with the defense, with my, you know, with my position group, with the coaching staff. I try to learn every single day in different, in different ways, whether it's about coaching philosophy, whether it's about, you know, how we play our defense from a scheme standpoint, um, just however I can grow and learn as a person, coach, um, husband, all that kind of stuff. I want to continue to portray that within the defensive staff and then the players as well, because I think, that's really, really important. Um, you know, when you stop, when you stop learning you stop growing, and that's always something that's been, that's really hit home with me. So I continue to try to do that as as best I can.
0: Now you mentioned that your husband, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you. You're more than just a football coach over the summer. You got married uh, to your now wife, Carissa. And can you tell us about that experience, obviously in the midst of COVID, but, um, that must've been just an awesome day regardless.
2: Yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy leading up to that point, you know, obviously with the pandemic and everything. Um, so we did a small wedding back home, uh, you know, just kind of family and a couple of friends in the month of July. Um, and it was, it turned out to be better than we ever could have expected. Um, we kind of just decided to roll through with the plans and, um, was a blessing to have such a good day, even though it was kind of a, a different day than we expected it to be.
0: Right. That, that, that's awesome. We'll get uh, a couple of quick hit questions here. Yeah. I'm not sure when you decided you you wanted to be a coach, but growing up or maybe even more recent years, who are one or two of your biggest coaching influences?
2: Uh, Well, so a lot of people don't know this, but I actually, I I volunteered for Coach Coglin down at Florida International. Uh, This was in the year, I want to say 2014 or 2015, uh, one of those two years. Um, So I volunteered for him and he had kind of been a mentor of mine since the very beginning. Um, And so that was obviously a blessing to have him early on in my path and then continue to stay connected with and obviously work with now. So he's been a mentor of mine um, since the very beginning of me coaching college football. Um, And then, you know, I I mentored under Dave Aranda at Wisconsin when he was there. He's now the head coach at Baylor. Um, And then another guy was uh, my athletic director, Josh Woodman. He actually is now the AD at the University of Illinois Champaign. So those three people have been pretty instrumental in my life um, in, in a lot of different aspects. But it kind of first started with, with Josh Coughlin, um, being quite honest, because he was the first coach I really had come in contact with when this whole journey started for me.
0: That's really cool. I think our fans are going to like that, that tidbit right there. Um, growing up, who's your favorite athlete?
2: Um, so I was a big basketball guy. I wasn't very good at it, but I was a big <laughs> basketball guy. Uh, my favorite athlete was always Ray Allen. Um, just because I thought he was such a great shooter and it was fun to watch him play. And, you know, I'm from Wisconsin, so he played for the Bucks at that time. And um, so I always enjoyed watching him growing up. All right. Favorite musical artist. Um, I would, I would have to say probably Dave Matthews band. Um, I've been to their concert probably nine or 10 times. Um, and me and my, my now wife really enjoyed that when we were starting dating together. Awesome. What about football memory? Um you know, honestly, these last two years, I would say specifically this last year, because of the adversity that was kind of overcome throughout the year. Um, you look at when we started, we were 0-2 um, and kind of went on to to win the rest of the conference games, which was an unbelievable run, I think, for us. And anytime that you kind of come from the bottom, so to speak, and work your way back into it, that's a really hard thing to do. Um, but it's also when you do it, it's a really enjoyable and, and gratifying feeling. So this last year specifically was beautiful just because uh, uh, prior to me being at Wofford, I had never won anything, conference, nothing, not, never in middle school, high school, college, never had won anything. So coming here and winning back-to-back was a huge thing for me as, as a coach and as a person.
0: Yeah, the team certainly showed a lot of resilience, and that speaks volumes to the program. We will get you out of here on this one. Uh, favorite TV show?
2: Ooh, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, right now it is Yellowstone. Okay. Um, so it's kind of a modern twist. on. Um, it's like a Western film um, that they kind of put a little modern twist on. So yeah, I would say Yellowstone right now.
0: Awesome. Well, Sam, this has been great. I uh, Really, really appreciate you joining us. It'll be great for the fans to get to know you a
2: little bit better. And thanks one more time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.